Okay, everybody, this is Andrew coming at you. This is uh, Superhouse Live, and we once again got Ben Juan with us. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Let me lower that audio just a little more. I'm going to lower the audio a little bit more oh. real quick just for safety. Um, yes, go ahead. The 80th anniversary, yes. It is, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all the celebrations are underway. DC Universe is going crazy. I don't know if you saw, but uh, they're putting up all, like, their Batman content for free today in day alone. Whoa. So, like, that's a lot and way more than any one person can go through in one day. Like all the like all Batman comics are free today. Well, all, yeah, all the all the movies and TV shows that they are authorized to put up are for free. So you don't even need a membership in order to watch it right now. Holy crap! I know. They need to get the DCU game up a little bit more. I think they need to make a PS4 app and all that kind of shit. But that's <laughs> another story. I think they're on their way or something because they just announced they're going to put the entire their entire digital library onto DC Universe, which is insane to me. I can't wait to see like what that looks like, because for right now, what it is, I don't know if you have a subscription, but... Uh, I do, they, I do. Yeah, yeah, so like sometimes they have certain comics or certain movies and TV shows up, but like it's not like Netflix where they tell you, you know, you put it in the queue and it actually tells you when they, it's going to expire. It just randomly disappears in certain right. months. But if they're going to do this whole comic thing, I don't, I'm hoping that like they just keep that library up forever. You know, if that's if they want to keep that up like that. So I'm I'm all for that. It's not great considering I just bought a bunch of digital comics. But oh well. <laughs> Anything good going on recently in the in Batman world, uh, story wise? Uh, in terms of the comics? Yeah. Uh, what uh, what was the last thing that I heard about? Um. They're changing the, the, the logo for Detective Comics makes it a little bit more, um, it looks a little bit more, like, kid-friendly, to be honest with you, which is a good thing. It's more classic, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think one thing, I heard an interesting story that I want to pick up from uh, Tomasi, who is doing uh, Detective Comics, and there's a story in which somebody is hunting after all the people who made Bruce into Batman. So, not just, like, Alfred and Leslie Tompkins, but also, like, Ducard. And like the people who trained him and stuff oh, like shit. that. Oh so, shit! Okay. Nice blast of the past. I'm 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 basically a sucker for any story that goes into the training aspect, just because there are so many different like, there's so much potential into talking about like ways that he develops certain, I guess mindsets or certain skills, and everything. So I always love that stuff. Nice. And so, but the main thing we're going to talk about today, though, is I mean, there's probably a few things, all things Batman, but on this sure. 80th anniversary of batman uh there was just it is it's the it's the they it's the day the first issue came out correct that's what this right. is detective comics 27 okay gotcha um so the main thing is what snyder has said recently correct right so there was a whole i guess snyder thon snyder con i don't know what it, it was a whole q a uh, event yeah. where he aired a, he there was a screening of a whole bunch of his movies from you know like Watchmen uh, and then Batman vs Superman was one of them so there was a lot of interaction between him and the fans and everything so a lot of it was built around the Snyder cut of like what were his original plans for Justice League and uh, first off I want to acknowledge the fact that like one of his original plans for Justice League included and let me know if this sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> it would eventually end up in the future where Darkseid is taken over 
Lois Lane is dead. Superman has succumbed to the anti-life equation and is working for Darkseid. Uh, some of the Justice League heroes are dead. Batman and Flash are among the survivors. And Batman is trying to figure out how to send Flash back in time to warn him, which ties it back to the scene from Batman vs. Superman, which is essentially kind of what I pitched as the beginning of the time travel cut in that video if you guys haven't checked it out yet one uh, of our but, most popular videos on superhouse live oh, thanks it? everybody for watching it yep <laughs> awesome i uh so it, it to be fair i mean that is kind of the only way you can interpret sort of the that nightmare scenario in batman versus superman i just think it's kind of funny that he actually just outright described or confirmed that that's what it was uh, a few months after we released that, so uh, I, I mean, I'm, I would have obviously I would have loved to have seen it, but uh, the aspects that I pitched in terms of it being at the very beginning of the first Justice League and uh, Flash being the main character, I think that's more unique to, to to my stuff. I think this is something that he envisioned being in the second movie or something like that. It would lead up to that, right? And then they would have to do some sort of retcon or, or some sort of way of going back in time in order to fix something, right? But so do you have the quote in front of you? I pulled up some websites just in case, like some of his quotes about Batman killing. Uh, why don't you bring it up? Yeah. All right. If you have it, I don't have it up on me right now. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Hold on one second. I got some windows that are not going away for me. Oh, my God. Mm. Um, well, just to kill the dead air here. Um, basically, he said, like, wake up, Batman kills or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, man, great. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let's. Why don't we read the real thing just in case we're just quoting him? Because I did see a lot of headlines like that. I don't know if that's he didn't straight up say that. He did say wake up, but he didn't say he didn't outright say wake up because Batman kills. It wasn't like put up with it. I think he was trying to make some sort of. Um, Here we go. I got it. Okay, someone says, he says, someone says to me, oh, Batman killed a guy. I'm like, really? I'm like, wake the fuck up. So I guess that's what I'm saying about once you've like lost your virginity to this fucking movie. <laughs> and then you come and say to me something about like, oh, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? I'm down the fucking road on that. And it's a cool point of view. Look, I'm 100% fine. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes didn't fucking lie lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their cor corporation, corp. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in a fucking dream world, okay? Oh, man. Um, ben, take this one like away, man. I mean, it feels like he's not really talking about Batman, and a majority of that quote doesn't. It. it feels more like he's trying to just make a statement about uh, like heroes don't exist in his mind type of thing, which a lot of people online have pointed out, like, uh, how it's weird that he sounds just like Manchester Black at the end of Superman versus the Elite, or uh, what's so funny about... I saw a lot of videos about that, and that's one yeah. of the best Superman animated videos. Yeah, it is. Uh, and also interesting that the guy in charge of Superman uh, ended up saying that, so... Uh, for, I'm, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of discussion about, like, should Batman kill? Does it matter if Batman kills? You have all sorts of people. You have Snyder defenders saying, hey, you know, <clears throat> you know, we side with this guy or whatever and point out a whole bunch of hypocrisy in people's claims that, um, it shouldn't have happened because they bring up, uh, well, you're okay with Wonder Woman killing in the first Wonder Woman movie. You're okay with, like, Marvel 
characters killing you're okay with the avengers killing and everything but like you know you throw a hissy fit about snyder having batman and superman kill that's hypocrisy and i'd argue no not really because in the whole scheme of things that's not necessarily uh, a i know it's a common trope but that's not necessarily something that's common among all the superheroes is the no kill rule you don't really associate wonder woman with that it wouldn't even make sense for wonder woman to even have that considering she grew up with a whole bunch of Amazon warriors with swords uh, or went to go and fight World War I. Uh, similar thing with uh, the Avengers. I can't think of a single time. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm more familiar with the MCU than I am with the Marvel comics, but I don't know if there's really any comics where Iron Man says, hey, I will not kill people. Captain America fought yeah, World War II. Yeah, you know? yeah. So my whole thing is like, this isn't a whole morality Thing or people having problems with heroes killing. This is a problem specifically with this character killing or these characters killing, but we're going to talk more about Batman on the Batman side. Um, Batman has it. Uh, people, I guess, have more of an issue with this because it's part of his character. That's all, that's all that it is. It has nothing to do with like people having issues with action heroes killing or other superheroes killing, and specifically this one, because uh, it is more interesting for him to have it than for him not to have it. And because it's been in the comics for so long. Now, a lot of people are going to bring up and be like, well, if you look at the like old school golden age Batman comics, he killed this time, this time, this time. And I could personally cite all those times. He had a gun. Um, yeah. He, had, <laughs> he straight up had a gun in those but, early runs, right? <laughs> but the only time he straight up shot somebody was when he shot a vampire with silver bullets. Oh, uh, it was yeah. still killing, but it wasn't, it's not like he was going around like the Punisher and just gunning people down all the time uh he broke a hunchman's neck one time uh in like one of the dr death comics he i mean in the first comic detective comics 27 he straight up punches the villain who falls into the vat of chemicals and he's like fitting end for his kind that's it you know that's that it was his stance at the time and it was later on that i think the editors were like we're uncomfortable with this because it's becoming a kid's character and we need to have a comics code so that's kind of what developed the batman no kill rule however it went from it looks like as it evolved it went from just being a like oh this is like the the comics code that we have to put on all the heroes and it became the way of life for this character uh and one of my issues is that you can't just point out all the number of issues that Batman has killed either in the golden age or even later where writers decided that and just be like, okay, well that justifies this happening in this movie because it doesn't really, it doesn't really, right. you're not just adapting those certain comics or those certain issues. You're adapting the ideology or you're, you're adapting the versions of the characters, the, I guess the iconography of this characters, everything associated with them. And you're the one forming it too in pop culture. So it is a sort of one where you have to have a duty to the parts of it that make it who that character is in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of 80 years and the majority of that, not the like maybe 50 comic issues where he actually kills. Because then it's just like you're not honoring what exactly are you honoring. So that's one problem I have with it. Another problem with it is that, as I said, Batman is just less interesting if you just allow him to kill people. There's certain stories that everybody right. loves that just don't work if he's already killing people. I saw so many people for, uh, you know, the when Ben Affleck was attached for uh, the Batman. 
and they saw the Jason Todd suit in Batman vs. Superman. They're like, okay, this would be awesome if the Batman was under the Red Hood. Right. Problem, though, is once you saw that Ben Affleck's already killing people in Batman vs. Superman, under the Red Hood doesn't work. Because the whole <laughs> point of under the Red Hood is because is that he has a difference of opinion of Jason Todd who wants to go off killing criminals and is telling him that's what you should have done in the first place. The entire ending of Under the Red Hood doesn't work because it's all about why didn't you kill the Joker? Like, why didn't Ben Affleck's Batman kill the Joker after killing Jason Todd? In this version, he might as well have. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, Batman, the, the Dark Knight Returns doesn't work either because, uh, and this is a whole other thing, uh, Dark Knight Returns, the whole point of the final confrontation with the Joker is he really, really wants this to be the last time and wants to kill him and he can't bring himself to do it. He pretty much practically does. He does like snap the neck but to the point where he's still alive and Joker's the one who finishes it off. But it, it still makes it that rich of a, a story. Now, it's Snyder who uses The Dark Knight Returns actually to justify this. There's an interview, it's a video interview, where uh, he says, hey, like, Batman kills in The Dark Knight Returns, he shoots a thug between the eyes. Now, yeah. I've read The Dark Knight Returns maybe 20 times, and there's no point, there's no panel where he shoots anybody between the eyes. Uh, there's a <laughs> panel where there's a mutant uh, gang member who is holding a baby hostage, and Batman steals the gun, and this is what Snyder sort of quoted in The Batman vs. Superman, and he fired, all you see is he, him firing the gun, and the mutant gang member ducking down like this with blood behind, and that's it. But there's no, there's no instance of saying that that mutant uh, gang member was killed. There's no shot between the eyes. It's just like this with like blood behind. And later on, like the cops don't have aren't charging Batman with murder, at least until Joker's body is found. Uh, and he's saying like I can't like keep. I can't keep keeping you alive. This will break the one rule. This will break the promise that I made all these years ago. Which tells me if he did use that gun, it was to it was like shot that mutant in like the shoulder or something, or shot the wall behind him or something like that. It didn't. There's no indication that he broke the no kill rule on that one mutant leader. Why would even Frank Miller? I know that sometimes we have issues with him, but why the hell would he sort of make that make the one time Batman does that in just like one or two panels and not really acknowledge that? doesn't make any right, sense. Right. So Snyder using that to justify it is just ignorance on his part, really, because that's not in the actual comic. There's a great video. Uh, there's a channel called High Top Films. Uh, we should tweet this to him, by the way. Okay. Uh, the, uh, he has this great video called Batman Does Not Kill. Uh, and he inserts himself interviewing Snyder and ripping Snyder apart even more than I've just did with the whole Dark Knight Returns thing because it just doesn't it's not in the fucking comic it's right, not in right. there at all like there's I don't get where this idea came from and his support for having to do this <laughs> is just so stupid it's like mind-boggling right <laughs> yeah it is people are just like you know you guys are just fanboys and like being entitled about your Batman and stuff like that and you know my response to that is just like this is a character that belongs to everybody this is a character who has already killed in pop culture so snyder making him kill doesn't actually make it a unique part of his vision if anything it just makes him seem like he just followed the trend right so i mean i look i looked into this and 
I haven't I haven't brought myself to rewatch any of the 1940s serials, but even if I did, like even if he killed back then, like Batman was still like forming the Batman we know today right. was still forming at the time. Right. So even if he did back then, it probably wouldn't matter that much. Adam West only accidentally killed once in the 1966 movie when he punched a thug and the thug disintegrated and he had no idea that was going to happen. Whoa. So, Forgot about that. Technically he did, but eh, not really because, you know, it, it's, he stopped, like, they, they still got rid of the thugs, but it wasn't, it wasn't meant to happen, you know? Um, Michael Keaton's Batman, however, and this was a huge point of contention on Burton, uh, he does kill in yeah. the Batman. He blows up Access Chemicals. He kills all the Joker's thugs there. He he throws thugs off the uh, down the the bell tower uh, at the end, and he technically kills Joker. I mean, all he does is, is shoot the the bola around his legs, and the Joker falls from there. Uh, so that's with Keaton. Kilmer, I think, only kills once. I might be wrong. I think he does. He might have done something that kills Two Face's thugs, but he definitely kills Two Face at the end. Um, when he throws the coins and Two-Face falls to his death. Uh, George Clooney takes the cake, however, because he's the only live-action Batman who does not kill anybody. Now, right. that's disappointing, right? Because <laughs> it's... Uh, it's not it's surprising, George... though, because, I mean, that's the, the, the lightest of the film right. versions, it... right? Other than Adam West one, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah. So George Clooney walks away scot-free. Uh, and then we bring to the Christian Bale one, and this is one where like Nolan fans might jump on me, but like the Christian Bale Batman kills. Like I, I don't, I don't see why there's a point of contention on that. Uh, you can argue Batman Begins. There's some gray areas because, you know, he tells he tells Liam Neeson, "I won't kill people. I won't be executioner." He throws the fire poker. I don't think he intended to burn the place down. I think he was just trying to get rid of it. And then the whole place just happens to, to, to burn to the ground. But I don't think he planned. We don't to have to spend it. a whole tangent on this, but my contention on this on this particular point is that you literally have a house full of the most trained ninjas <laughs> in the fucking world. And what is one of the top ninja skills? Escape, motherfucker. Escape. Well, him too. So So I feel like he had Look, they don't show it. They don't show a whole lot of people. Yeah. Maybe there's a shot of some people dying. I don't know, but, right, but I, I can't. I can't remember. On him. But it, but it's I, it's just it's just like, dude. I I feel like if there's if there's no shot of it, then we can just assume that they all escaped. Well, I mean, you do see the ninjas flying back and forth, but anyways, it's it's. it's I'm pretty sure the choir because we both agree like this wasn't really Bruce's fault. I, I'm not accusing him of killing in Batman Begins is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because there's that, but people bring that up. Um, the car chase they flat out say that none of the cops died. It's kind of hard to believe, but okay. And then <laughs> at the end, the big point of contention is it's kind of gray area when he's like, "I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you," sort of thing. I'm like, well, I think the like, comic book Batman would have tried to save him, but like. He didn't technically like it, it. There's there's enough of a gray area that I'm like okay fine, but then you get to Dark Knight, and here's my issue with the ending is that you spend the whole movie him saying like I won't break the one rule I won't break the one rule he saves Joker but then at the end when Two Face is threatening Gordon's boy, uh, Batman just kind of tackles him and he sends him reeling off the off the roof and there's no mention of the fact that he flat out killed this guy when he could have taken any number of the 
the moves that he could have done that you've seen him do in the previous movies or in the comics and stuff. Uh, so that's that definitely Harvey Dent definitely is on on Batman's case. I get the situation. I get the situation that like it was either, you know, he had to save Gordon's kid. However, the, we've seen a hostage like under the Red Hood shows like what happens in a similar type of hostage situation. And he manages to find a different way. I just don't get why this movie spent so long. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still it's a, still a solid movie. And I like I credit Dark Knight a lot to the resurgence of Batman. But like there are flaws to it where I'm like, OK, like you're not going to at least acknowledge that you took that route with, with what happened to Dent. And then uh, Dark Knight Rises just flat out has him say to Catwoman, no guns, no killing, which is great until he uses a machine gun in the Batwing to take down Talia and the truck driver. Again, like I get that, right. like. He had to stop them, but like that's why in the comics they always show different routes. Like he would use some. I mean, this leads me into a whole other thing. I don't get why in the movies, in every version of the movies, except for uh, everything in the in the movies from Tim Burton on, there's machine guns in the Batmobile and the Batwing. Right. Even though I don't think that's in any of the comics. They're just cool, man. Like, yeah, but I'm like, it, it defeats the point. <laughs> Like, no, I, I know, I know, I agree with you. Tear gas, I can see him spraying like you know flash bombs and things like that. That's fine, but I'm like, I don't get like Tim Burton. Okay, I get it because you know he he was only going off of the few comics that Michael Uslan gave him. Um, he wasn't a huge fan, but by the time we got to Nolan, if you already have seen this and you're building comics off of the fact that he doesn't, you know, you, you've built the movies off the fact he doesn't kill and he doesn't use machine guns, then why in the climax of the movie does he use machine guns to take out the, like when you could come up with something way more creative. So, uh, by the time we get to Snyder, then, I think the reason why Snyder gets probably the most hate lately for it is because we've seen it so many times. There was an expectation that when you see, when we saw Snyder's Batman with the Batsuit, when we saw him with the black and gray, um, when we saw all these things that seemed comic accurate, we thought, we it almost seemed for sure that he was going to go for, oh, uh, Batman's also going to have the no-killing rule. Especially because a lot of people theorized that the reason why Batman would go after Superman was because Superman snaps Zod's neck at the end of Man of Steel. It's pretty much the worst, as far as the killing is concerned, is the worst in the, in the Snyderverse, right? Snyder movies? I, the two uh, movies he did with Batman? Yeah. yeah, because at least, I mean, there's some gray area in the, in even the Burtons and the, and the Nolans where it's just like, okay, but maybe he had to do that for the greater good. Like, maybe he had to do that in order to save the city. However, it's just almost, it's pretty much unnecessary in the Snyder version. You know, when he's in the car chase, he's just going after them because, what, they have the kryptonite? Like, why did he even have to go after them? Why did he have to, like, crash through everybody and kill everybody on the way over? He had a, The thing is, he had a fucking tracking device. The movie shows he had a tracking device on that thing the whole time. I don't know how it survived in the whole explosion. <laughs> the device, so had no reason to even chase after them. Right. The only reason why it's in there is because there's a car chase in the movie. And then even after his supposed, like, beginning of his redemption arc, when, you know, after the Martha scene, and he goes after them in the in the warehouse, he's still, like, he's still killing people in that. So I'm like, okay, so it, it, it's the most brutal in the Snyder version. 
And I think that's that's one of the reasons why people go after him. But I think for me personally, when I watched it, it was disappointing because I'm just like, I've seen this so many times and I thought this would be the one thing that they would get this right. Especially because, you know, Snyder having done 300 Watchmen, it seemed like he would do exactly what he would see in the comics. And instead we were seeing something really a lot different in my mind. So it's that's to me if if people are like wondering oh like well why do you have issues with Batman killing when uh, you know he wasn't the only one doing it I'm just like I have an issue with Batman killing in all versions I don't I'm not a fan of the comics where it happens either you can't point to those comics in the Golden Age as justification for it if you're going to point to them as justification for it then why don't we just adapt the original versions of everything <laughs> in the original versions of everything Alfred was a clean was a fat dude named Alfred Beagle who was comic relief, uh, who did not have anything to do with raising Bruce Wayne. He showed up when Bruce already had Robin to help out. So why don't we just do that version? Or Lex Luthor is uh, some sort of dictator dude in red robes and red hair, and his name is Alexei Luthor. Why don't we do that one? And Superman doesn't fly, he just jumps. Superman doesn't fly. I mean, that's the least of the... I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people would be like, oh, it's still like around the same thing. But I'm like, it's not the same. Like, if, if you want to do one where Batman kills us like in the Golden Age, fine. Like, well, but let's do the straight up do the Golden Age then. Like, don't pick and choose or just use one or two. Because there's always going to be one or two comics that have something that's vaguely similar. That you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that justifies it. But does it make sense for being a filmmaker who is trying to represent a character who has been around for all these years? I don't think so. So that's my problem with it. So basically, um, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I just got a few disclaimers to get out of the way first. Um, yeah. A, I've uh, I've already worked <coughs> under Snyder for uh, something that I can't talk about. It's a, I, you could say it's one on the smaller end of things that he's done, mm-hmm. but um, and I'll probably work under him again. He doesn't know me. I've never met him. Um, and look, maybe we'll meet at some point and hopefully this doesn't come to the light of day. I don't know, but <laughs> look, I'm going to disagree with how you treated Batman. I'm going to say that straight up and, um, hopefully we can, you can respect my opinion on that. Um, I did, I mean, I think 300 is probably your best movie. I fucking loved that. And then I defended man of steel for years. Okay. I know. Ben knows about that. Um, <laughs> I still, I mean, I have problems with Man of Steel too, but I was, a, I, I call myself a Man of Steel apologist. I mean, that movie really, um, how can I say this? It affected me. It was, a ti- it was the timing. There was something going on with the timing with my personal mm. life or something. I don't know what it was, but it just like, <laughs> it really caught me. Like I really mm-hmm. loved most of Man of Steel. That being said, I just feel like you making it's like I'm talking to him directly. I feel like I feel like <laughs> Snyder well. just making something dark doesn't make it better, man. Like I it agree. it straight up doesn't. I know it's Batman and he's bad is like dark and cool and criminals kill him and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. And look, I I think the way that you I think the way that he handled the fight scenes, it was the best fight scene Batman's oh, yeah. ever done. It's one of the Ooh. it's one of the things that um you know, you kind of get right every time, almost every time. Like your fighting scenes are fucking phenomenal. Uh, but with the killing stuff, the thing is, like, you got that quote: um, "Criminals are a, what was a cowardly lot or whatever." That's always superstitious a, and cowardly lot. Superstitious yeah. and cowardly lot. 
right? So this is in the comics a lot. If you just know Batman through the movies, you don't mm-hmm. like you don't know this quote because. But this is like his one of his most famous quotes, if not the most famous quote in all the comics. And what does this hint at? Um, this sort of like part of the Batman mythos is that he is extremely prejudiced towards bad guys. He will save a bad yeah. dude. He will fuck up a bad mm-hmm. dude and then save him. You know, get, send send him to Gordon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he won't kill him. Right. It, it, the thing is, like, right. a criminal killed somebody with a gun killed his parents with a gun Mm -hmm. and look i know you can write batman in any kind of which way this is a character that's made up right uh you can do any rules that you want but there's just a large contingent ben and i aren't alone here that feel like this character shouldn't be this way and of course in the real world uh if you engage in stuff like that you're probably going to kill somebody eventually i get it but Mm -hmm. um Part of this whole fantasy is that it's a martial arts fantasy. I talked about this with Ben before. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, A, it's ultimately for kids or at least for like teenagers or something like that. And, and for us too, for all ages. But, you know, kids are kind of a big deal with comic book superheroes, right? Right. And mm-hmm. um, like the way I always viewed it was, especially when they added the whole like training with the League of Shadows shit, is yeah. that... This whole fantasy con- is all is contingent upon <coughs> this like elite training that he gets from Raz or Rayshagul, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I know this. We're not getting into that right now. That's not the point. Um, but you know, he is so ridiculously good at martial arts that he doesn't have to kill. He does every fucking thing in his power to not kill. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do say that, um, I like, Ro- like, that, that, see, that's why you, we talked about like under the red hood and shit like that, because Robin, yeah. like he has such that he's so the character is written in such a way where he has this rule so hardcore that Robin starts to feel or Jason Todd, Robin, right. Starts to feel like he just won't kill anybody. Won't kill the Joker. He would save the Joker, mm-hmm. but let Robin die. Like that's how strongly that character feels about that. Like you would mm-hmm. never kill anybody, but the way I would write Batman was, would be. I don't know what the conditions would be, but I think that he would kill if he fucking really fucking had to. Why would you want to bring that character to that point? I don't know. But but I do think that that is a card in his deck of cards that he would play like fucking point zero 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 one percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? But most of the time... Not the, the no kill rule stands. He's extremely prejudiced. Again, he'll save him, but like Batman sees himself like he's he. The thing is, he's um that prejudice comes into play in his character a lot, right? Like, yeah, those the bad guys are bad. They're it's fucking black and white for him in a lot of ways, right? Like, it's I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying, yeah. though, right? I think I pretty I mean, much said what I wanted to say about that. It's just <laughs> it's just it's just like fuck, man, like. You just want, that's a dose of realism that we don't really need. Like this whole, like, uh, this guy kills people. Like, I agree. Like you already look, if we wanted like full realism, he would have the fucking, um, face covered up entirely. And, yeah. um, how the fuck would anybody get henchmen in the first place? 
You know what I mean? Like the whole idea of henchmen is not realistic. Joker. Yeah. Like who would work for Joker? Who the, the fuck? Would, maybe maybe Penguin, right? Maybe. Who the fuck <laughs> would work Penguin for Joker? Yeah. There's certain like comic book conventions that most of the fans and mo- comic book fans, comic book movie fans are sort of like kind of on board with. Mm-hmm. And man, my cat just me out like fucking crazy right now. Uh, okay. Can you hear that? Heard. I can. Yeah. I better you. At one of these podcasts, you probably heard mine at some point. So yeah, we're even. Yeah, well, that's okay. Uh, I mean, go ahead. Let's. I I think it's important to establish why this is such a big part of the character too, because a lot of I think um, some people are are like, well, like it's because of the comics code. Like it's the comics code that they did that back in the forties is an outdated thing. It's a kiddish fantasy. I think Snyder's one of those who he might not have said those exact words, but his whole thing about wake the fuck up is telling because he sort of is like, oh, like in the real world, this wouldn't happen. But again, I, I would argue this has nothing to do with the real world or morality in terms of the fact that this is how you're adapting a character. This is a key part of the character. It's a key part of the character because he is somebody who watched his parents get gunned down. He's right. seen the effect of death, the effect of killing another, taking another life. And he does not want to be what he hates. Right. And that's, I, I think it it was perfect the way that um, Nolan planted that in Batman Begins where he had thought of killing Joe Chill or shooting him and then Katie Holmes slaps him and by the the perfect just it was it was perfect editing and, and is he's at the pier and he's got the gun in his hands and he parallels that with seeing Joe Chill kills his parents and then he throws the gun. Right. And right. that's even though you don't even though you know that he at that point is saying, I won't kill people, I won't take a life, you are you know that that's what's going on through his head. Right. Um so that was that was great. Now contrast that with like Batman versus Superman, you would think in the beginning where you see a pretty violent depiction of the Wayne murders, that that would be enough to be like, hey, like I don't want that to happen again. Especially if you see the ultimate cut. Uh, Joe Chill flat out shoots Martha in the throat. He's only gonna take like this step ahead, step up, man. Like, <laughs> like okay, we get it, man. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's just I don't know. But I, I'm saying like it's such a violent version that you would think that version of Batman would try to abide by it even more than the previous versions. Uh, the bloodiest, though the bloodiest is probably the Gotham's version. Surprisingly enough, even though that's on network TV, that that one actually shows. Uh, just like the blood spurts uh, and all that. But um, again, as I showed you, I, I showed Andrew the, the scene from season three where Bruce says, I will not kill, right. which gets a little muddled in season four when he stabs Ra's al Ghul. But like, it's 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 kind of a mess. But anyway, <laughs> it's <laughs> Gotham's a mess. What? <laughs> um, I, 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 I think people are underestimating that side of it because you rarely see this come into play other than the age old, oh, like if we kill them, we become just as bad as them. Like you see that all the time. It's even said in Batman Begins, but I think the fact that it stems from the murder of his parents, I think at that point, any argument about how he should kill or shouldn't kill should be off the table because that's what gave birth to him in the first place. He's trying to go after death. He's trying to hunt after that. Uh, So it's, it's, why that's important as opposed to seeing other characters where like, I don't give a shit, honestly, if Captain America kills some Hydra agents, I don't, cause it's just, that's not part of the thing. 
That's not I, I feel like Snyder should just like direct Punisher. Like, you know, just yeah, get, get a character, get a character that really plays to his strengths. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like any of the anybody in like Golden Age, it's just not <coughs> his fucking bag, man. Like, the, mm -hmm. DC before this switch up that they had recently, and even Sujihara is stepping down soon. Mm -hmm. um, it's like. You know, like those characters have such a the golden age, the golden age. You know, like they're they're a little bit more wholesome than what Snyder likes to do. You know, him him getting like Man of Steel. It's amazing he made it that good, honestly, because mm -hmm. like there's it's it's like placed almost none of his strengths. I feel like you know, like he's like one of the most wholesome characters that we have. Right. And uh, I don't even know how that happened, but yeah, but yeah, he needs to he needs to get like. You know, Punisher or Deadpool eventually or something, but let somebody yeah. do, let somebody handle the uh, comedy of it. But yeah, I think so. I mean, he, I mean, everyone's like, we want to see the Snyder Cut, we want to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League, uh, and you know, this may be controversial, but I just I don't care. I, don't I care do not care either. I don't yeah. care. I mean, if look, sure, I get it. It was unfair that they didn't let him go with a vision that they had already signed up for. They should just we should see what he actually did shoot. I'm like I'm down to see it. If it does come out, then fine, I'll see it. But in terms of like, is it gonna make it much of a difference? It's not gonna make any difference whatsoever. And then it's like, what's gonna be canon? What's not? I mean, I know they're not really doing like a extended universe kind of thing anymore. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like once they like get their shit together, they might go back to that. You know, like once they figure out what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I pointed a few things. First off, it's just like I didn't, I wasn't super down with his version of stuff anyway. Right, that I'm like, right. I, I'm not, there's no guarantee that I'm actually going to like this version that he came up with better than the one that came out. Um, right. Second of all, uh, this has kind of already happened in a way. Richard Donner's Superman 2 cut came right. out right. years later, decades later. You know how much of a difference that made? Zero. Like nobody, if that, in fact, it came out and I think people still prefer to watch the original version. After right, it came, right, 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 because it was unfinished. It's just it's got portions from like a fucking audition scene from <laughs> from 1977. It, it's it's not actually a movie. It's just a cobbling together of like what he could have had done based off the footage that he shot. It still ends with Superman going around the world and flying around the world because they hadn't figured out what the the ending would be, and they just didn't want to reuse what was in the one that the other director shot. Right. So it's it's. It's a mess. I, there's no guarantee in my mind that this is going to be a better movie at all. Uh, but just like I, I get it. You know, I wouldn't mind checking it out. I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that it is bad because I again I haven't seen it. But again, like even if it does come out, part of me is just like, all right, well, so what? Good that it came out, you know, and I'll watch it. But it's not going to change the state of the DC. EU or the world of DC or whatever the hell they're calling it. It's not going to change any of that. It's not going to change the fact that I think that the WB messed up in giving so much creative control to this guy who hadn't really proven himself to be able to handle something like this. He was handling R-rated stuff like 300 and Watchmen when they handed him Superman and Batman vs. Superman and were somehow okay with all the random shit that he threw into Batman vs. Superman. Like Man of Steel, I get why, like, Warner Brothers was down for that because they're just like, all right, there's a dark reimagining. You basically Nolanized Superman. So they were down for that. It's got all the action. Like, I get how Warner Brothers approved that. I don't get how Warner Brothers He killed that Krypton shit, bro. Fucking heavy metal Krypton. Yeah. I, 
dude, <laughs> major props on the Krypton scenes. I I yeah. fucking loved that shit. But what I'm saying is that for when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, Batman vs Superman, I'm like, were the seriously execs who were watching this and be like, oh yeah, that random nightmare sequence that's just in the middle of the movie that totally makes sense. Or uh, how about like the Jolly Rancher and the, and the jar of pee? Like yeah, that's definitely like let's go for that. That's uh, that's one of the best out. things that fucking uh, Max Landis said. We have a whole plot point surrounded by a jar, jar of pee. That's that's a big part of this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, please don't judge me harshly, yes. Snyder. I'm one of the few people talking about this movie online that might actually work with you again. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it could have been better. <laughs> and I will see and your movies again. I I will see the Snyder cut if it comes out. Seriously, I, I will. But, I will too. But I, you know, I, it's okay. just it's hard. Like James Wan said recently, like on um, not that Snyder and Wan are the same, but you know. He said on his Twitter, like, look, if you don't like my movie, it's cool. You know, like, uh, hopefully Snyder feels that way. And plus, like, what do I matter? Like, you're you're a multimillionaire, bro. Like, yeah, it's it's just like, hopefully, if you do actually see this uh, or listen to it. Um, yeah. ah, fuck. Not, does it, what does it even matter? They're probably not going to give you a, <laughs> another movie at this point. I mean, another su- superhero DC movie. I could see, actually, actually see oh, fucking like yeah. Images Universe picking up or something like. Don't they have a Bloodshot movie on the way? Anyway, it's another tangent. Um, but um, my cat is guest starring into this podcast. My cat has done that as well before. Uh, but, uh, but 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 yeah, man. I mean, it's just the thing is like Snyder's the kind of guy he's. Basically, Snyder to me is a lot like Fincher, but better at action. Like he loves mm, dark yes. visuals, not quite as dark as Fincher, but somewhere in the same ballpark. Like he's he's like um, like his visual style is really good. Um, yes, yeah. Great with slow mo. A lot of people don't like that. I actually like that to a certain degree. Um, but um, that's just. This has been said a lot on like the nerd sphere online or whatever the fuck you want to call it Reddit or whatever, but some, mm-hmm. like a lot of characters just don't warrant that, man. Like it just doesn't yeah. warrant it. Like if you did Punisher, you would fucking be right at home. That character is that. I'm down but, to see John Bernthal finish off his Punisher arc with a Zack Snyder movie. Fuck like, that's, yeah. I would see that. That would be uh, fucking incredible. That's plays like can you imagine like Snyder goes to Marvel like that would be fucking awesome like yeah you would Snyder you would fucking kill that shit (laughs) that would be fucking incredible Um, and then you get some John Wick some you get some John Wick crew like John Wick 3 is going to be done the trilogy's done those guys are available supposedly and then you know if you if if they get the John Wick stunt crew Zack Snyder John Berthold Punisher that's fucking incredible it's yeah. just bat. This whole Batman stance you have, it's fucking. It's just not right, and and it, you're not yeah. paying attention to the fan base at large. I know you want to make your stamp on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're a creative type. I get it. You want to make your stamp. This is your Batman, and yes, Batman is whoever the fuck you want to make it to be. But there is. It's a fake character, whatever. But there, but there is like a humongous part of the fan base that is really against this. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember um, back when Watchmen came out, 
that he said well, his dream project was actually The Dark Knight Returns of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No shit. Yes, that's exactly what he wants to do. And I'm like, why didn't you? I mean, I would have just been down to see that. Those like, mutants if, would have been fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, if he did that with, uh, like, with his, like, you know, <coughs> he did Sucker Punch with a lot of, like, you know, um, uh, practical effects makeup on on the, on the all those dudes. And, like, that would have been great with a big-ass tank and shit. Like, honestly, he probably would have killed that shit. That would have been incredible. Yeah. That might have, I mean, look, there's a lot of, like, the studio is to blame as well, it seems like, to a large degree. I get right. it. There was, a, like, they had their head up their ass, it seems like. I'm not saying it's not all Snyder. It definitely, 100%. That is not the case. Um, right, yeah. I mean, I will. Yeah. I'll give him props on a few things. I, I, I do love that um, the visual designs of the costumes were always pretty much dead on. And, like, I didn't Excellent. really have issues with them. Um, Excellent costumes. Flash, like, I, I wouldn't have gone that route necessarily, but, like, it, it was still better than what we could have had. Um, casting for the most part was pretty on point with Cavill, Superman and Affleck and, and Godot. Uh, still hate Eisenberg as Lex, but like that's, Oh man, that was yeah. sorry. Eisenberg, man, <laughs> we have a chance of meeting someday, but God, it could have I... been better, man. It could have been better. That's all I'm going to say. My boy, Eric, uh, who's a, he's a writer on Supergirl. Uh, I remember what happened was, he was teasing on his Instagram, like Lex Luthor is coming, the Supergirl. And I was like, whoever they get is going to be better than Jesse Eisenberg. And he's like, yeah, man, like you, you wait and see. And then I didn't tell him this, but the news report came out that it was going to be two and a half men's John Cryer as Lex Luthor. And I was like, I'm really going to eat my words that this is going to be better than Eisenberg. Let's see <laughs> what happens. And then I saw him play Lex Luthor and he was amazing. He is not two and a half men, John Cryer anymore. He nice. actually is the comic book Lex Luthor come to life in that he is basically the Lex Luthor I wish wasn't Batman versus Superman. And instead of being in a multi-million dollar movie, he's in one episode of a CW show. I'm like, this is really unfair as a comic book fan that right, the right. traditional versions of the characters that I want to see are not on the big screen because Supergirl also has a version of Superman who I prefer characterization wise at least to the Snyder version. I think Cavill was still like probably the best actor he could have gotten for Superman on screen, but like he wasn't given the best material. That's the problem. Right. Um, even Cyborg, I don't know if you've caught Doom Patrol, but the Cyborg on Doom Patrol is way more interesting than the, the one in the Justice League. I watched the first episode of Doom Patrol and I've just mm -hmm. been kind of busy, uh, right. but um, I, I like it. I Look, the DCU, God, man, people need to jump on that. It, a lot of it's it's... They're doing a lot of good on DCU. Yeah. It, it feels like, it really does feel like by fans for fans. Do you feel that way? Uh, I do. I mean, I just, I, I'm on there every day and there's always, there's always stuff. There's such a huge library and everything. And Because at first, when they first announced it, I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, it seems like it's going to fail. It's just going to be TV stuff. And then they're just like, oh, well, we've also got the archives. We've also got past TV shows. We got past right. movies. We got the comics. And I'm just like, all right, well, I'm in. And it's probably saved me so much more money on not having to buy um, or trying to like buy the uh, stream versions of all these TV shows in the past or all the, or, or all these comics and comicsology when it's all like on there. Uh, you finished, you finished doom patrol. Um, I haven't seen the latest episode yet. It's still going. Oh, so you're, you're caught uh, up. You're caught up though. 
I'm almost caught up. I haven't seen I haven't seen the last episode, but uh, Doom Patrol is insane. It's just there's there's so much weirdness in there that I'm just like, oh, all right, I guess I'm along for the ride. I loved uh, I, I like Titans a lot. I mean, I think there was a lot good there. I, it does seem like Titans was a bit um, since it was like their first big original live action content. Uh, it, it it seemed like yeah. it was like a bunch of one shots, like like almost like one shots, like hey, we're introducing Doom Patrol, we're introducing Hawk and Dove or whatever, we're mm-hmm. introducing like it was like a way to like backdoor a bunch of characters, but at the same time, it kind of worked ultimately, and it was like DC yeah. Dark, but it was done pretty well, like it was it was forgivable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does remind me that that finale where he envisions that Batman is killing criminals now again doesn't work if Batman's already killing criminals. Like, the whole reason why that was kind of a cool what-if is because that's a Batman who doesn't kill or wasn't killing people until that point. Um, so that does, that does remind me of that. But I think um, Titans is... It's got its next season coming up, and I feel like this first one was kind of just growing pains. It was, they were trying to figure out, like, what does the DC universe... What can we do on here? Because apparently there were a lot of... There are a lot of stuff that was rewritten, like the finale wasn't supposed to originally be the finale, and I'm just like, okay, let's see. For me, I feel like it's unfair to really give the show a shot until we see this next one where I think they're going to give a little more freedom. That whole, like, I want my parents back! Like, that that, that scene was a highlight of the fucking season. That was fucking epic. That episode. That episode. I mean, that episode episode. was incredible. I thought Mm -hmm. that was fucking great. Like... It was awesome. I mean, f- yeah. fuck. And let's get back on topic, though. Back to yeah. how Batman should be portrayed. Um, anything else that we can go over? Um, I'll pretty, just say this. Pretty much it for now, Ron. I'll just, I'll just say this. I think Snyder was trying to say that uh, he had Batman, who was lost sight of his morality, as had killed people because he wanted to say make a statement, I guess, about how like our heroes aren't heroes anymore they lost morality and things like that and i'm just like well then you missed the point of superheroes if that's the case um it's he saw batman as this rich guy who was given up on morality and is so convinced superman is a threat that he plans on murdering him through the whole movie uh and all i'm going to say to snyder is that's not batman that's lex Luthor. right right you're fucked up so (laughs) you know i I know, Andrew, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to work with him or keep working with him. But like for me, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I, I'm I, I don't know. We'll see. But for me, if in response to him saying, wake the fuck up, I'm just going to say, thank God you're not in charge of these anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, um, pretty much. I'm in a, I'm in a pickle with that whole situation. But um, <laughs> you don't but, have to comment on what I said. You can. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben, uh, we're. <laughs> Basically, you get the idea. Like we, the, your representation, we feel wasn't like how we would have done it. Uh, and I know you can do better. <laughs> I don't know, but it's 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 just just because a character looks like a bat and there's like a lot of darkness and he throws smoke bombs <clears throat> and stuff like that, it doesn't mean that. Like just because a character is evil looking, mm-hmm. doesn't 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 warrant this darkness right um it's just not the character huge like i said the huge huge part of the fan base huge part of the fan base doesn't Mm -hmm. really agree with that and also if you look at like 
if you look like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and all the stuff from the CW and DCU now, like all this stuff that's like going with what the source material like is following it more more closely than ever. Mm-hmm. It has almost I can't even think of a fucking example where it hasn't succeeded more. Like it's it's succeeded time and time again. And the reason mm-hmm. for that is because it's already been hashed out on paper. Like the comic book artists and writers They've been doing this for so long. They know what works and what yeah. doesn't work. Like it's it's like every fucking month you got to pump out a new fucking Batman book, and like this has been through the pipeline at DC for eighty years now. Today, and it's it's yes, it's changed. And he did use a gun before, and uh, it's it's this it's this mythological character that um, has been refined over the years. But one of those refinements is this thing that we are talking about. It's. Mm-hmm. It's the no-kill rule. I, I mean, maybe even rule is like not even the right word, but it's like a personal, a personal. It's accurate. Yeah, it's a yeah personal rule that it's he has code. for himself. A personal mm-hmm. code. He's a guy that lives by a code, and uh, that's that's just you know kind of like more in the direction of what a lot of fans, including us, would would like to see. So right. So basically, I mean, that's he, it. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's, it's not just. It's not even about like what fans want to see so much as uh, it's what makes the character the character, right? Right. Regardless of like what we like, because you could, I'm sure there's a still there's a contingent of fans who sort of love what Snyder did, who uh, are fine with him killing and stuff like that, and they're not super attached to it. So it's it's I don't know if there's a lot of ones who want him to kill necessarily, but I'm sure there's still some from the school of thought of thinking that it's dumb that Batman doesn't kill the Joker because of the amount of people that he would save in killing Joker. But I think, I think that's why that's a great dynamic is because he can never bring himself to do that. Right. It, it, yeah, it's just, I agree. It just, mm-hmm. it does so much. It's, it's like, it's like you might as well introduce guns at this point and that changes the whole fighting dynamic and everything. Like that's, yeah. that's just like, you're turning Batman into the Punisher. Like the, if you add more guns in, I mean, yeah, you could have like John Wick style, I guess martial arts with guns, but it's like, Mm -hmm. but you still remove a huge part of the martial arts fantasy aspect to it. And, uh, the whole core aspect of him thinking himself differently from, from criminals, you know, like this again, maybe this is a holdover from, from golden age, but it's still Mm -hmm. like kind of a big deal, man. Like, that's the reason he's wearing a suit, so he can. I mean, not the only reason, but like he's bulletproof, but he's not. Uh, it is not holding a gun at the same time, you know. Like, I don't know. I feel like all those things are like interconnected. Uh, yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, he's going off of an urban legend. He's going off of the mythology of like there's a giant bat stalking criminals in the city, and this kind of gets taken away the moment that you bring in that this giant bat is also firing bullets at people. Yeah, right. That's that's another thing. Like the whole like, what are you gonna have him like with a sniper rifle all of a sudden? Like, I mean, not sniper rifle, sniper rifle maybe, but like with a fucking um silencer like the whole ninja aspect goes out the door too with fucking uh the whole stealth thing man <laughs> like yeah <sighs> dude I mean, it's just it's just yeah. it's just like my biggest problem man. though is that it cuts it off from some of the greatest stories that have been made about this under the as i said under the red hood doesn't work dark knight returns doesn't work uh i just read the uh the first arc of Batman and Robin from the new 52 where like, how does Bruce handle it when Damien kills somebody? Right, and, like, right, that's, right, right, right. 
that would not be as rich of a story if Batman's already killing. Instead, of, it would just be like, oh, like, so you figured out how to do it too. Like, I, I, I don't get how that would work in the same scenario. It's because that's such a key part of the character that that becomes fodder for more stories. And I'd rather Snyder would handle a Damian like Wayne story. If it was just Damien, I guess so. Does I mean, just Damien like killing people and stuff? Like, look, maybe you could be part of the Bat family in that way. You know what I mean? It's just this the Bruce Wayne version. Like, this is right. this is a kind of a problem, you know. But or Azrael doing the whole Nightfall thing. Like, yeah, I can see, I can see that. Uh, but Deadshot, he would kill probably. Like, you know, like yeah. there's, it's just honestly, like I don't know if you say cast for director, but he was you kind of miscast, man. You're kind of miscast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. But I mean, it's it's uh, not a it's kind of a moot point at this point because since he's not really working on it anymore, uh, it's just now it's hope that the Matt Reeves version, if he is as big of a fanboy as as we saw when we last talked about this, I'm hoping that that becomes sadly the first Batman did not kill people on screen since George Clooney. Oh, I mean, the whole detective shit he keeps talking about and like. Taxi Driver and Chinatown, like, influencing at least some parts of the movie, like, mm-hmm. or at least tone-wise. Like, there's a lot of... Every time he talks about this movie in mm-hmm. interviews, like, fuck, you can hire Robert Pattinson all you want. Like, this like, like <laughs> this is sounding really good, man. This is sounding pretty good um, I overall. Do, I, yeah, I mean... I I, uh, I haven't seen Pattinson in anything since Harry Potter and the Goblet of the Fire. I do... Uh, think that he is probably a better actor than Twilight gives him credit for, given his uh, his latest films. I haven't seen them. However, it's I mean, if he's cast, then all power to him. But I, I still think there's probably better choices out there. Probably, probably. All right, man. We're about at the hour mark. You have any uh, yep. final thoughts? I'm going to cue up that song. Don't have Batman kill people. <laughs> I agree. Um and fuck, do Punisher man? That'd be fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, that would make the news too. And the, the thing is, like everybody, all these like hardcore fucking comic book nerds be like, hmm, that sounds about right. You know what I mean? Like no, nobody would give a shit. Nobody would yeah. give a shit. Like that. Like Punisher's your guy. That's so yeah. fucking perfect. All right, everybody, catch uh Super House on um YouTube, Twitch. Uh, fucking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we have a Snapchat, but we never fucking use it. Um, basically, whatever social media you use, we're on that shit. Uh, most importantly, Patreon. Ben, do you have anything to plug? Uh, not at the moment, but, um, I think the next time you see me, we'll be talking about Shazam. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, again, uh, the Flash crew says you have to write every episode with heart, humor, and spectacle. And I think that's what we're going to get with uh, Shazam. I fucking cannot wait for that shit. Ben and I are going to watch that shit together. And -hmm. it's going to be fucking incredible. So anyway, this is Andrew signing out. Ben signing out.